welcome, welcome to the Memory Two Brains podcast. Hello, welcome, 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 one and all. Yeah, it's very quite Christmassy of you, Tom. That's so good. I think that's how I'm going. I think that's going to be my intro from now on. Yeah. Now on. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, one and all. I'll just do the two two welcomes. Yeah, so it's not too much like uh, Scro- just, oh, Scrooby yeah, Pipsy Boys, yeah, yeah. and then uh, yeah, one and all. Mm, nice. Just let people know that yeah. we're an inclusive podcast. Yeah, I'm a. Is it recording? Yeah, it's recording. Oh, good. I'm uh, I'm Rob Saunders, and I'm Tom Barrett. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna do another list, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah we, we did a list. That would be a good yeah. idea. The last one went pretty well, wasn't it? The yeah. top five films. We did top five films, so we'll keep <coughs> keep it equally as vague. And we do top five games. Yeah, and we've just said any game, is that right? Yeah, any yeah. sort of so we board games, uh, role playing games, computer games, yeah. war games, anything. Anything. Anything that is a game. So I've I've selected five that mm-hmm. have uh, the way I've done it is it's yeah. games that some of them I might not have played for a while, but mm-hmm. at a point in my life they were huge for me. Yeah. Um, so I've got five, and then I've got another five notable exceptions. All right, okay. I've got three five. notable exceptions, but oh. I've, uh, I've done a similar thing where I've written five, uh, but uh, maybe like you said, not ones I've played in a long time, or not necessarily the best game. Yeah, but ones that mean a lot to me. Cool. So uh, top five games. Top five. Your, so we, what order are you doing them in? Are you I'm going to go five to one. Yeah, cool. I'll do the same. Yeah. That's the go on, you go idea. first. Then you go first. I'm going first. You don't want to flip through it or dice throw through? Oh, it go on. Yeah, let's do that. Um, Should we do a contested oh, dice throw? I must have some die knocking about. Dice. <coughs> that is a. That's one of my favourite bits of material ever. That James A. Caster. Says uh, I used to. Uh, I, I'm. Uh, I've got a mate who works a casino, and is it, is it die or dice or die? Die or dice. Well, anyway, he, he killed two people. <laughs> For some reason, I don't. Um, oh. So I'll have a corn. Rock, paper, scissors? Yeah, go on. It's not very audio. Podcast friendly, is it? We should shout it as oh, we reveal right, it. Okay. okay, one, two, three. Scissors. Rock. Oh. Yeah, I go first. Yeah, go on then. Okay, so my fifth of yeah. my top five games. Mm, it was a hastily written list, but at the time, this seemed mm-hmm. like something I should include. South Park, The Stick of Truth. Oh. It was in my yeah. head because I was telling someone about it today. Um, yeah. It's just... Have you played it? I know I've yeah, I've got your copy you. of it. Yeah, have you yeah, played, I've it, played it? it yeah, yeah. Have you finished it? No. Oh, man. I just think it's... at What it sets out to do, mm. it's amazing because it feels like playing through, you know, like Imagination Land. Yeah, like a, like a two-parter. Yeah, yeah. You know, like a, like basically like a film mm. set out in episodes. It's essentially like that, yeah. but you get to sort of play a part in it. Yeah. So the storyline's really good. It's written by Matt Stone and Trey Parker. So it's written yeah. by Trey Parker, and it's uh, <laughs> it's really funny. It's it, the gameplay actually feels like good gameplay. You know. Yeah. So, like the, I was think when I was playing it, I thought the combat was really good in it. Yeah. Turn based sort of is a solid RPG. Exactly. With a really good like uh, with brilliant South Park writing and yeah, know. actually properly funny and uh, yeah, and it is like a satire of something like Skyrim or yeah those kind of games and it does yeah. it really well by being a good RPG <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then taking the piss out of it. Um, what are the character classes in it again? <laughs> yeah, I haven't played it in a long time. Mage. Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah. Fighter. Yeah. And Jew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was a mage when I played it. I'm playing it as a fighter. Oh, cool. Yeah. Didn't really quite want to go with the Jew. No, it's a little bit <laughs> hard, isn't it? But like, like, there's stuff in it that I really like. Like when there's that typical moment in a video game. And again, it's so great that something could satirise that where it's like where you have to choose your faction. 
Yeah. Have you got to that bit? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And like in the dialogue in the cutscenes, the guy, like the person giving the big dramatic speech about which side you need to be on, is like constantly saying, "But inevitably, this does not matter. It will not make any difference on the game plan whatsoever. <laughs> like, you will still reach the same ending to the game." And like, you know, yeah. So brilliant, excellent, good game, good gameplay, really funny, excellent piece of satire. South yeah. Park stick of truth. Have you seen the new one they're doing? The fractured but whole. Yeah. It's like a parody of. Like, superheroes yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. MCU stuff isn't it yeah and it, it's the combat and it looks like it's more like you can move about and it's oh, a bit cool. more tactical yeah it looks really good mm, I think really being honest with you that game is probably the sole reason why I'll buy a Playstation 4 <laughs> if I, like, yeah. I really like the fractured trees. butthole yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so as yeah, you can see good. I've Already, I've given away the fact that I've mixed up my list between video games. And I have on games. my main list. I have one video game, mm. and I have another one in my uh... Max Payne. It's a good game, but no. Okay. <laughs> um, right, my number five. Go for it. My top five games is Necromunda. You know what Necromunda is? Only through you. Tell us more, Rob. <laughs> Necromunda is um, like um, a Games Workshop game from the sort of mid to late 90s okay. um, it was one of the after Blood Bowl it was the first sort of like miniatures game I played like right. Blood Bowl was a bit more of a board game so it was the first sort of more like proper miniatures war game I ever played um, so it's it, it like a sort of skirmish game yeah it? skirmish game so you play like it's set in the same universe as Warhammer 40,000 okay. but you are like uh, you're in um, a, a, what's called an underhive which is basically like sort of a post-apocalyptic type um uh, like settings, or it's in this planet where they have these big hives, and you're in the under underground bits where it's okay. all mucky and disgusting, a so, bit like the um, cursed earth sort of thing in 2018. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Very 2018 inspired, and you have different gangs and stuff, and you have different houses that you're part of, so like Dalak or okay, and they're all different, slightly different. Goliath, a big like muscly guys with mohawks and stuff, and you nice. have uh, the redemptionists and Cordor who are like the religious zealots and stuff. And you basically make a little gang and you play games and they it's got a role-playing element to it where your gangs carry on. So cool. if me and you were playing, we'd play a game and then after that you'd roll to see what happened to your characters in that game. So they might die or they might get an injury or they might get better skills or find yeah. new weapons. And as you play, your gangs get bigger and better. And I like those elements being yeah. introduced to like skirmish games. I think that's it. Mm. I've not actually played one like that yet, but I've got... You've got a Frostgrave, Frostgrave guys ready, ready to, to go. go and yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Frostgrave that... is very well. Frostgrave is really inspired by a game, a game called Mordheim, which is right. the sort of Warhammer fantasy equivalent of Necromunda. And is Mordheim is that actually Games Workshop? Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, but, but so, so was Mordheim inspired by Necromunda? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And is that does that have mechanics that are similar to say Age of Sigmar or? Well, uh, no. It's, Age of Sigmar is like quite new okay. it's only a year old Age of Sigmar yeah but but the main rules to Necromunda are basically the rules for second edition Warhammer 40,000 okay um, a little bit more advanced so like, and a bit more scaled to skirmish combat cool um, but it was based on a, a set of rules they published in White Dwarf called Confrontation which is right. um, was really complicated like, I've got them they're quite hard to get but I've got them on my phone like there's a website where I found them because they're in old issues of White Dwarf, and I've read through them, and they're really, really complicated. It's like <laughs> quite a good, like very random, and a good, like sort of like in that sort of old school way. But yeah. um, a bit too much. Yeah, yeah. but Necromunda, they sort of stripped it down, and basically made it the same system, basic system as 
the edition of 40k that was around at the time and yeah it's what got me into miniatures gaming and stuff it's cool. the first miniature I ever bought were a, a gang a metal goliath gang from Virgin Megastore on Oxford Street nice and they used to sell gaming stuff and yeah. is, is that game still being played yeah I think there's still, still a big community of it. it's, still, it's out of print yeah. but um, there's definitely still a community for it and stuff there's a few Facebook groups of people that play it and the the miniatures and stuff are always on eBay and things quite expensive though yeah, but it was announced a little while ago that Games Workshop are doing a new version of it so they're bringing back all their, what they used to call their specialist games I think that's a good move for them yeah. so they're bringing back Blood Bowl which is apparently coming out at the end of the year Yeah, they're um, doing Necromunda and low, all their games like that I think maybe Mordheim uh, Battlefleet Gothic which is their spaceship game um, yeah apparently they're doing all, they're doing all the new like all the old games I mean again yeah, which is quite cool start so saving see, your pennies now yeah I'll yeah. see what they do with Necromunda would be quite interesting cool mm. so Necromunda what's your number four Tom? number four in at number four um, I wonder if there's going to be much crossover on our list I've got a feeling well, funny I've got a feeling there's going to be one game yeah the, the game I think the words that I'm about to push forth out of my face will be on your list somewhere because number four is Star Realms <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah is that on your list yeah it's Absolutely. my number it's my, it's my number four. Oh really <laughs> yeah. oh we're, we're perfect we're we both talk, talk about, about Star Realms together. so yeah. it's not neither of us are at all surprised to see that on each other's <laughs> yeah. list I'm assuming yeah. yeah well you introduced me to Star Realms yeah um, it's it's just brilliant. Yeah. It? It's just what is really... Star Realms? Well? Star Realms is a LCG living card game. So you buy it once. All the cards you need are in that box. Mm-hmm. Twelve ninety nine. Yeah. Really good, cheap buy in. Um, and it's a deck building game. So both players start with the same 12, 10, 10, 10, card, cards. 10 card deck, and then have access to the same cards throughout that. And then you have to build your deck as you're going uh, with a mixture of trade and attack. Yeah. And basically knock the other player's authority or life down yeah. to zero basic premise but it's a fucking addictive it is, it is addictive it is yeah. amazing just such a good game yeah um, yeah like although I think I sold it to you by saying it was basically Magic the Gathering without all the shit bits of Magic yeah. the Gathering yeah which is exactly what it is it's, yeah. you can tell whoever well Epic um, sorry White Wizard Games yeah. made it you can tell they're very they're yeah. very influenced by Magic because it's got a lot of the same systems like there's there are the four um, factions in it represented by four colours colours yeah um uh, there's elements of synergy in there so when you get like certain cards work really well with other cards and especially if they're yeah. part of the same faction then you start getting out abilities that stack mm. and bonuses that stack up so basically I think why I first fell in love with it is because it it gave me the same kick that I got from Magic yeah. by like having pulling cards in this sort of semi-random way from your deck that you know but you know they're in there yeah. and getting them at the right time to get the right combos and, and crafting that in the very short space of a game that's really what I loved about Magic so to get it from a game that's twelve ninety nine all in one all box in, yeah. was amazing yeah. and it's it's faster paced than Magic as well it's like yeah you can play how long does it play an average game like? well it, I mean you can get one out in five or ten minutes yeah. can't you you know it, um, and it feels like a you know, it doesn't feel like you've played a, a little game it's no. very like it's deep. There's a lot of thinking yeah. in it. There's lots oh, of strategy. Budget, lots of strategy, and it can get really intense as well. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, it's brilliant. It's definitely like a revelation that game. And I don't like. I've got the app on my phone. We both play it on the phones and yep. stuff. And I don't think I've done it a day without playing. Really, Star oh, Realms. Man. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's one of those ones that I will just play and play and play. Yeah. But um, I think it's worth. I guess one thing we've not said so far, but if you want to get 
in on mm. this if you want to invest in it I'd recommend starting with the app because it's completely free on the iStore yeah and you can play just like the sort of the normal AI on there can't you and stuff yeah, like you, it's, can, yeah. you can get a feeling for it or yeah. just go to a game shop and pick it up you know yeah it's like again it's a, it, yeah it's a cheap buy-in yeah um, and uh, you get everything to play with two players in the set as well That's, which I think yeah helps. you can sort um, of do multiplayer as well if you buy more than one yeah. set or one of the expansions or yeah yeah and it's just a great game like it's uh um, I never really, I've never really got into deck building until that game. I never really understood it until mm. I played Star Realms. I played a few deck building games, but um, it was that one where I was like, "Ah, oh, I sort of get it now." And I really yeah. like deck building games now. Yeah, because it's so concise. It's yeah. taken that idea and like boiled it down to, a, you mm. know, <clears throat> concentrate. What do you think of the other White Wizard games that are around at the moment? I've not played um, the other one, the Epic, isn't it? I've it's, not played that. It's just Star Realms and Epic currently, isn't it? Yeah, and then yeah. there's Hero Realms, Hero Realms which is coming out yeah. later this year. The Kickstarter's finished about it's like the fancy equivalent of Star Realms. That mm. looks brilliant. And you went on the Kickstarter with that, right? Yeah, I've backed that. That one's a little pricier. Yeah. So I've paid. I've ended up paying about forty quid for that. Yeah. Because um, I've got one of the higher up packages, and obviously with delivery from America as well. Yeah. So sort of, I've ended up paying a bit more than perhaps I would have done if I just waited and picked yeah. it up from the shelf, but. Uh, it's going to be a slightly different game because you've got Star Realms, you've got Epic, which is similar in some respects to Star Realms. Yeah. But there's no deck building. You basically yeah. you get you a random create deck. your deck like Magic the Gamer, you create your deck beforehand, right? You can do that, or you can just sort of shuffle them and divide it. Oh, okay. Because basically, the thing with Epic is what's not as enjoyable is there's not really any strategy to it. Oh, so right. So you just have a deck of like 40 odd cards that are, they're all ridiculously overpowered yeah, right, every yeah, single yeah. card is OP so you're basically just throwing shit at the other person <laughs> yeah, and vice yeah. versa until one of you dies and it's like yeah. that element for me didn't do it as well as Star Realms but Hero Realms where they've taken the fantasy stuff and then it's basically Hero Realms from what I can tell is going to play exactly like Star Realms yeah. but with fantasy elements yeah it cool. looks like it's got a few extra like twists I've noticed that the starter box is for four players That's one right. to four, or two to four players yeah. which is really cool They've also done the hero packs as well, haven't they? Where you have a different starting deck depending. So you can play like an elf or a it's, um, barbarian or something. Well, it, they're like the classic sort of RPG um, classes. So it's yeah. like ranger, rogue, wizard. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you get them. So you get them, and it's a different starting deck. And there's also right. the sort of um, a one where you work together, like a cooperative version, yeah. right? So you have your your like a, a RPG where you'd have, you know, I might be playing like the dwarf or whatever, you might be playing the ranger. Yeah. And we'd play against an AI. Um, which sounds yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that I'm interested to see how that works because there's also elements like what you were saying with Necromunder where you would level up between games and things like that. Yeah. So that's interesting to see how that would work in a deck in a building card game. game yeah. We'll see, I'm sure. There's, well, there's the um, Shadowrun deck building game called Crossfire, which okay. is um, a cooperative deck building game and you level up in that. Mm. Like you get different skills and stuff as you that's go so the more games you play the sort of, you have your character and you get that's pretty yeah. good yeah. so I imagine it'd be similar to that I've played a cooperative game of Magic the Gathering oh how does that work which was ridiculous yeah. <laughs> it's called Face the Hydra so oh, yeah. basically every player has their own deck <laughs> and then there's a Hydra deck which is this Hydra you're fighting that is a play mat with I think it was like five or six spaces mm-hmm. representing each of its heads oh, so right, as yeah. you cut off a head the card that was on that space would disappear and a new one would come out oh, and right, you'd have yeah, to yeah. like fight those cards with the cards from your own deck and things like yeah, that. Yeah, But like, you know, everything in Magic the Gathering is hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there yeah. we go. Star well, Realms. Yeah, that's my four. four as well. Yeah, so if you want to do your number three, Tom? 
We're tearing through these, aren't we? We are. Uh, number three. Metal Gear Solid. Oh. Yeah. All right. It had to be on the list, really, because it's, yeah. it it's one of the few computer games that I've got properly obsessed with. All right, yeah. So probably between one and Guns of the Patriot, so four. Yeah. Like, um, they are games that I will play probably in the space of a weekend and do nothing else other than play that game yeah and I yeah I have they are games that over my time I have become really like far too engrossed in have you ever played one I've played the first or not the first or Metal Gear Solid on the Playstation that one I've played that yeah but that's it yeah. tactical espionage action yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know well, I guess I do know what it is about them like they when I first played that first one it was so different to all the other games that were around because it's not about just you know going crazy and running and shooting everybody because yeah. if you do that you're you're, you're fucked yeah, yeah you're fucked you're not gonna you need to learn a different way of playing that game and the the whole the way the game was set up it really kind of reinforced that like the controls the way you p- used the controller was very different to how you use yeah. the controller for any other game yeah, so again yeah. it was like it was like telling you on every level this is different yeah you need to think about this a different way it had loads of really interesting stuff in it as well like it had. Um, like the the bad guy where you had to unplug the controller and That's put right. it in the second control port and stuff. Psychomantic. Yeah, 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 and yeah. it had the like um, oh, there's things like that. There was a few bits like that. There was like the one that was like the character that could read your mind. Yes. Or read your memory card. That's the same, the same guy. Character. He would read yeah. the memory card and he would like he would know what you've been playing. Yeah, just so. cool things like that, like little touches yeah. like that. Yeah. There were lots of things like that in there. Also, there was another character, um, which. They did. I think they yeah they did that in the first game and then they did it in three as well, which is you're facing a sniper. Oh yeah. So in the first one you're at one end of a gantry and then the sniper. Oh yeah, no, I remember this. This is in sniper one I've played. I think isn't it? This yeah. is in the first one. Yeah, yeah sniper yeah. wolf and like you have to pick her off. Yeah. I think I'm right in saying that if you just turn the console off, leave it for a couple of days and come back to it, she's gone. <laughs> wow. And uh, the same thing is in three. There's a sniper battle. Mm. And in that one, you're like facing this guy called The End, who's this like decrepit old sniper, but he's like yeah. the best in the business. And again, if you turn it off for 24 hours and come back to it, he's just died. Oh my <laughs> God. You just find the corpse of a dead man in the woods and, and you beating him. But is it beatable even if you don't do that? Oh, God, yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they're really great little tactics, like the way you beat The End. Spoiler alert. Um, in the woods is you kickbox. Uh, <laughs> no, you have, like, you have like a directional mic. So you, oh, have, yeah. to, you have to point your mic around and then you have to listen for in breathing <laughs> and then once you lock in on that you have to like find him through there so there's lots of things in it that are just you have to think about what you're doing a little bit more than you would in perhaps a lot of other sort of games you know yeah that sounds um, yeah that sounds good so, yeah, I do like I remember really liking Metal Gear Solid when I played it yeah, like, yeah. again it had those interesting stuff I remember you had to take diazepam in it right just, yep that was the sort of handshake yeah. you had the, <laughs> the rifle yeah, yeah. yeah so it totally encourages that Totally encourages smoking. Brilliant, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because you had to, you could, that's how you saw the, the lasers, was not it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, infrared beams. If you didn't yeah. find the x ray goggles, that's the x ray goggles, infrared goggles, yeah. that's the only way you could do it was by smoking. Smoking. Yeah. <laughs> but also, there were like lots of other weird little things it would do. Like, in the second one, I remember more, it does it in the first, but the second one's when I remember it really doing it. You'll get to a certain point and it will start, the game will start trying to freak you out. All right. Like, it will start saying to you things like, like you know this character you've been speaking to and your comms device will suddenly come on and start saying things like you've been playing this game for too long now I think you need to put it down and walk away from the console and like it'll, yeah it does all these freaky sort of meta things like cool. that yeah and it is just 
batshit crazy as well. Yeah, like yeah. The villains are ridiculous. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd like the other ones. I'm just not a big computer game person, really. Neither am I anymore, but that one, the amount I've played yeah, yeah. needs to be on that list, I think. So, go right. on. Number three. My number three is the West End Games Star oh. Wars D6 role-playing oh. game. Tell yeah. me more. Um, well, it was the first role-playing game I ever played. Mm. Um it, again, which was a fairly life-changing like yeah. moment playing it. I think I spoke about it before on the podcast. Might be on the first episode. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, but um, like it's just a br- it's a brilliant game. It holds up now. I think I um, played it with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really simple. It's you know it's a bit dated and a bit eighties when it comes to like role-playing game rules yeah. and stuff. It's rolling lots of six-sided dice, but like it has that right feeling when you're playing it it's you've got your characters are like feel like star wars characters yeah yeah it's just a really fun if you're into role-playing games and you're into star wars it's it's a great in as well really like if you're you've got friends who haven't played role-playing games it's quite easy to do a star wars as one because most people have that frame of reference well if someone wants to play a role-playing game chances are they would have seen star wars exactly Yeah. yeah yeah Yeah, and it's, it's it's yeah, it's easy to sort of run that. You know, everyone knows what a stormtrooper looks like. Yeah. Everyone knows what a lightsaber looks like. Everyone knows yeah. what a blaster looks like. So, yeah, yeah, Star Wars RPG. Why? Well, when you first played it, mm-hmm. was it was it sort of old then? If you know what I mean, or it was, was it still being published uh, when you first played. Um, it? I think it was still being published, but it was still fairly old. Yeah. Because it was when I first played it, it was the second edition revised. Okay. Um, which I don't know when that came out. Nineties. So yeah, it was like it was. It was still. I'm pretty sure that was. It was still in print, and they okay. were still making source books for it and stuff. Because this would probably be one of the harder ones. If someone wanted to pick this up and play it now, it'd probably be quite hard for them to source, wouldn't it? Or... Not necessarily. No, you can get you can get like the first edition and second edition books quite easily off of eBay oh, and stuff. Oh, cool. Okay. Second edition revised is a bit harder to get. Yeah. But yeah, it's fairly easy to get hold of, really. Um, and what about like the source books? Source I books is always when I played with you. Yeah. You and Lewis, your friend Lewis, yeah. listen to this. Hello, Lewis. Came along and you had like this stack of books for it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like I imagine trying to find those would be quite a challenge. No, not really. Again, they're oh, always really? on eBay. It was again, it was a massively popular role playing game. Oh, okay. really. It was basically that and D and D really for a time. I think they Fair used enough. to make a lot of books for it, and a lot of the extended universe stuff comes from the RPG um, source books. That's cool. Yeah. Um, which has obviously all been scrapped now. <laughs> well, yeah, but, um, probably for the best in most yeah, yeah, cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah, well, I know they're doing, and I don't know, I've not played any of the new Star Wars role playing games, no. the Fantasy Flight ones. There's, Age of, there's Age of Rebellion, Age I think of Rebellion. it's called. Yeah, That's there's it. one called yeah. Edge of Empire. Edge of Empire, yeah. There's one where you play Jedi, I can't think where it's called. Uh, Jedi. Jedi. I, I Jedi. Uh, Jedi. <laughs> I, I, Jedi. Um, <laughs> and they're just doing the Force Awakens one now, I think. It's um, interesting, isn't it? Because I, I, what I really liked about the one that I played with you, which is the one you're talking about, yeah. I assume, yeah. is that it felt like Star Wars before Star Wars got ruined a little bit. Well, that's when it was published. It was published yeah. before any of the prequels or special editions. Yeah. So it was when Star Wars was pure. Yeah, it felt like it came from a world where there were only three Star Wars films. Yeah. Which wasn't a bad thing, you know. It was, yeah, yeah. It was that universe rather than 
anything that had been sullied by yeah whenever I run a game of Star Wars I never you know the Phantom Menace and all that don't exist the prequels don't exist exactly I was thinking I might do one where it's set in the Force Awakens like universe well that you know because the Force Awakens is that's in the same world as Star Wars isn't it yeah whereas the prequels aren't really yeah but yeah I mean if you're into like role playing I definitely or want to get into role playing I definitely recommend Star Wars D6. It's a really simple system. It basically works your stat number. So say you were shooting someone and your like blaster ability was a certain number. That's the mm. amount of six-sided dice you roll. You add up what you've rolled, and then if you beat a certain number, you've succeeded. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah. It is a good system. It's a good fun game as well. It probably had a lot to do with the guy that was running that game. But, yeah. you know, the system itself is very good and allows for a lot of fun, you know. Yeah, it's fast-paced, and it feels like Star Wars. You know, Star Wars, when you're doing a combat in a Star Wars game, it shouldn't be crunchy and sitting there working out numbers as you'd be. I shoot a blaster and it hits them and they're dead. Like, exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. one of the great things about RPGs in general is you have that freedom, and if you're in a world like Star Wars, you can just get let your imagination yeah. run riot, can't you? Exactly. Excellent. Star Wars, right. West End Games, the role-playing game. Yeah, the Star Wars D6. I know they... They did a lot of few games with D6. I think the first one they did was the Ghostbusters role-playing game. You've got that as well, I have you? got that, yeah. I wouldn't mind playing that at one point. It's good. Yeah, yeah. it's good fun. Yeah, yeah, You have a special like ghost dice on it where if you roll the ghost symbol, something bad happens. Oh, man. It's very good. I'd run a game of that and it, um, it ended like it was in a haunted like apartment block. Yeah. And um, I did it that there was a big portal where all the ghosts were coming from and how to close it, that to sacrifice a goat into it. <laughs> so they had to source a goat to <laughs> throw into the portal. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, maybe I'll do it. You did that in a vegan, mainly vegan uh, venue, didn't That's you? That's true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good move. I didn't eat the goat. I didn't Just eat sacrificed it. it. Just killed it. It's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, do a, I'll do a Ghostbusters RPG. At some point, yeah. That, so we're on a number two already. What's your number Shit, two? Torn through this. Oh hell! <laughs> oh, yeah. Number two. It's another computer game. All right. Although it is from what I would consider to be, for me, the golden age of computer games. All right. Which is PC-based point-and-click adventures. Oh, I know what it's going to be. Yeah, obviously, based on the Scum uh, <laughs> game system, which stands for something something Manic Mansion. Don't yeah. know what the S. Used this for, but it's a good system. It's yeah. like point and click. You point at stuff, yeah, yeah. and you have a limited amount of options. But the game itself is Indiana Jones and the Fate of Atlantis. Yeah, you spoke about this quite a few times. I mean, yeah, over the course of my life, many, many times. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's probably the game that I have, like in terms of video games, it's definitely the one I've played from start to finish the most amount yeah. of times. And it's just, I just fucking love it. It's the, it's the best indie film. It's the third, the fourth best indie film. Like it feels like <laughs> yeah. a movie. It's, yeah, yeah. It's well written. If you get the CD-ROM version, it's well voice acted. Mm. Okay, the graphics, you know, it's eight, sixteen-bit, whatever. Yeah. It's chunky little bits, but for that world, it's great. It fits. Yeah, yeah. It's a good story. Yeah, it's fun. It's funny. It's challenging. Yeah, it's just a great. Are there any like standout moments in it? That... There's just loads of really, really cool bits. Like it's, it is a real quest around the world. Like you're you're tracking down Atlantis, so you you know you travel by map. You go to like Monaco. There's a, the first section where you go out of the USA is really cool because you have to go to like um, uh, the Mediterranean. Yeah. So you have missions like things that you need to complete in Monaco. Uh, Cairo and uh, Algiers and so you have to be 
just just jumping between these places to get the right amount of items and combine yeah, them the yeah. way you need. And like the culmination of that is when you you collect enough bits to go to Monaco to a show where your ex girlfriend Sophia Hapgood is doing a uh, spooky seance. Brilliant. And you rig a fake ghost. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you pedal out onto stage as she's doing this seance. Mm. Um, and then everyone runs away screaming. And then you have to repeat that again to scare a historian so you can steal his moonstone to nice. break into Atlantis. Just like uh, my friend uh, Jack Burley's idea. Exactly. When, uh, when Gerica Cora was doing a show in town, he wanted to run in in a white sheet and go, Oh, it's me, Grandad! I wish he'd done that. I know. Imagine the headline. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a fantastic game. No, it looks amazing. I think I would really like it. I do like a point-and-click adventure. You can get it on Steam. Mm. You can get it on there. They, they do a LucasArts pack with that. Um, uh, the Dig is in there. Oh, yeah, I've heard that's good. The Dig's all right. It's towards the tail end of the point and click stuff. So yeah, it's yeah. not pure point and click, but yeah. it's still good. Oh, that's the point and click alarm. But there's <laughs> that, and then there, I think there's one other included in that pack mm-hmm. of LucasArts games. Mm. But Loom, I think it might be. All right, yeah. yeah. But those games for me, you can't, I can't really get better games than that. You know, like yeah. I've picked. Indiana Jones of the Fate of Atlantis because that's my favourite but I could have also mentioned things like uh, Monkey Island yeah Monkey, Monkey Island brilliant. Yeah. It, no, though, actually you know those first three are amazing mm. like I love that world and that system of running games that just doesn't exist anymore unfortunately did, did, have you ever played the Blade Runner point and click game oh my god I love that <laughs> game yeah. yeah yeah that is fantastic it's I've still got it, that yeah. Home. Yeah, I wonder. There's not really many point and click games. Are the Walking Dead games are they quite point and click like? Um, I've not actually played them. The Telltale ones. Yeah, yeah. They did a Minecraft one as well, in that style, haven't they? Oh, really? Yeah, it's called Minecraft Story Mode. I'll have to look that up. Um, and apparently that's like a sort of point and click ish. I think I'll have to look that up because, to the best of my mind, they don't really exist anymore. Yeah. Like, Heavy Rain is probably the closest oh, yeah. example. Of, oh, it's the Heavy, it's the heavy Rain. <laughs> uh, the closest thing sort of to it, but. I don't know why that style of game died out. Well, really. I think it's just because it's quite slow paced, isn't it? It's mm. quite like a fairly old fashioned style of game, really. Like, yeah. you compare that to like something like Grand Theft Auto, which is still very heavy story yeah. based, but it's still fast paced and action packed and it's not much killings and stuff. It's not much like puzzle solving. Oh, but I quite like, yeah. Anymore, you know? like, yeah, I don't know. I quite like. Have you ever played a game called? Um, oh shit! What's it called? Totally forgot what it's called, but it's where you play a little character and you're basically in like a desert. And you oh, go Journey. Around. Journey, yeah, yeah. I've not played Journey. It's no. amazing. It is so good. I think people have told me I would like it. Again, it's not like a point and click adventure yeah. at all, but it's got like these little sort of, it's quite simple puzzle sort of elements to it. It's a very like calming type game where you're just like, just going around the desert and it's amazing. It's so good. I think those different types of games are really good where it's mm. not just about action, some of them are about like. Yeah, you know, I was playing a game called Unravel. Which is like it's a little platform game where you're like a little sort of man made of like string. Yeah. And as you go, you're you're unraveling, <laughs> and you have to sort of you solve puzzles by using your using string. the string. Yeah, yeah. that's really, that was good fun. Um, that's very cool. Yeah. Uh, Braid is one of my all time favorites. Braid well. is really Not good. Yeah, list, yeah. But that is that's just it's not only beautiful in terms of the way it looks and the mm. music. Puzzle solving elements in it are so clever, like the way it plays with time. Yeah. And the fact that it's sort of this tragic love story as well, like yeah. woven in all of that. It's have, you, um, have you watched the documentary Indie Game? Indie Game, the movie. Yeah. yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they follow him, the guys that made Super, Super Meat Boy, Meat Boy yeah. and 
Fez. Although yeah. I've not played Fez. I've not played Fez, um, but I've heard it's brilliant. Mm. It's supposed to be really good. Where it's like a, a 2D platformer, but you can switch around. So yeah. You change like perspective, so it's 2D, but you switch around to another yeah. view. Yeah, I should yeah. look it up. Because you know what I do really like? It's, it's a little phone game, but Monument mm. Valley. Have you ever played oh, that? Oh, yeah, I think you've told me about that. That's I've not played really it. cool, yeah. Mm. There we go. There we go. Indiana Jones and the Fave Atlantis. All right. My number two is a computer game as well. Go for it. Tetris. Wow. Classic, classic Tetris. Tetris, yeah. I think, is unbeatable. Really? A computer game. Okay. Because it is simple as anything, Yeah. but so addictive. It's definitely got that going for it, hasn't it? It's a brilliant game. I used to yeah. play Tetris so much, I would dream about Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God. Yeah, yeah. There's so much so that that was satirised in the film uh, Police Academy... Mm. The Mo- Mission to Moscow. Mission to Moscow. That is Police Academy six, if I remember rightly. Maybe seven. <laughs> seven hundred. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've played an awful lot of Tetris in my time. Yeah. 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 One of my ex girlfriends. That was the only computer game she had or would ever play. Is Tetris. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I get that. Yeah. It is. It's. it's it definitely caught on for a reason, didn't it? It's very cool. It's just because it's such a simple idea. Yeah. But you could just play it for hours. You really could. Once you start playing it, you you're in. It's very satisfying, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, and it's it's sort of the simplest version of that thing that computer games are very good at, which is giving you a false sense of accomplishment. Yeah. You know, it's like, do this, feel good, and that is Tetris yeah. is the simplest version. Of well, I think that. that's what the same. I was when I was playing Star Realms last. I thought the same about Star Realms. Mm. It has that same. When you get the right cards in your deck and you play them and you get all the synergies off and you end up doing a massive combo, yeah, it's something like, oh yeah, it's really satisfying. You feel like you've achieved something even though you've achieved nothing. I know, but, but you do. You you, yeah. you get tricked in. Same that. with when you yeah. get a big score on Tetris and you yeah. get like you know you've got <laughs> you know you've got a, like a bit. You look, it looks dire, but you get the right piece in the right yeah. bit. And just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's funny, isn't it? And games like that, they really tap into that part of your head yeah. you know I don't think there's many games like that have done it since really well, the trouble is it's such a simple concept yeah. as you said how does something compete with that a, c- like... a close one to it have you ever played a game called Mini Metro no that is amazing that's on Steam you can get that for quite cheap and, um, but, but, but it... I'm not I'm not driving a Mini, mini Metro <laughs> I will talk I'm over you I'm not driving a Mini Metro I'll talk <laughs> over you <Lynn. laughs> they've rebadged it I'm form. not driving a Mini Metro <laughs> <laughs> where like the idea is it's supposed to be you're doing like a, a like an underground tube map basically yeah. and you have dots and you've got to connect them and you have little bits that represent little trains going around you have little pe- people little squares that go on the trains basically yeah and it's so addictive and so satisfying when you get the right little combinations and you can change them around and watching all the little things go across and it's got this really nice little music that just bing, 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 bing. that's great it's, yeah, Mini Metro is amazing it's bad but there is a part of my head that really um, clings to games like that yeah like even if they're not very good like I'm playing this one at the moment called Bridge on my iPhone Bridge which is just a like a card game <laughs> yeah that's it yeah I play with some old ladies uh, yeah, and then we've got kickbooks in the woods but it's just like it's like a series of paths and you have this character that runs along the paths and you have to tap the screen to switch per- certain yeah. parts of that certain blocks of that path oh, to yeah. different orientations so the little character has somewhere to walk on uh, yeah. and it's one of those unfortunate games like Tetris that has no end point yeah so 
you could just keep doing it forever, like yeah. Flappy Bird or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And I, I, there's a part of my head that cannot stop yeah. playing those Have games. Have you played Cannibalt? No. That's an amazing game. Cannibalt. Cannibalt. And it's... The idea is you're a little man and you're running away from, like, it looks like an alien invasion, but it's sort of an unseen thing that's chasing you, basically. Yeah. And you, all it is is one button and you've got to jump, like, jump across oh, things. Man, and these yeah. buildings, they collapse. And it's basically sort of a bit like a, sort of a silhouette sort of thing. Basically. Yeah. And it is so addictive, so good. Cannibal. Like that is, yeah. isn't it? Christ. Do you know what I got really addicted to once? It's a bit like Temple Run, but 2D side-scrolling oh, Temple Run. I know? definitely spent more Temple time Runs. on Temple Run. Yeah. I should have done, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck me, yeah. <laughs> but there's another game. This is terrible, but like yeah. a shitty little flash game. Yeah. You play online motocross. Oh yeah, yeah. Where you just you've just got the arrow keys to kind of yeah. tilt your direction and the acceleration. Have you ever played? Um, oh, I can't think what it's called now. Um, but it's a similar game to that. It's on PlayStation or yeah. Xbox. And it's um, and it is you're just um, like a sort of motocross bike. Yeah, sort of like a physics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Shit, what's it called? Um, I used to be obsessed with it, though. I can't think what it's called now, but that game is brilliant. Oh, yeah. It's totally gone out of my mind now. I remember one time in uni when I was meant to be writing my dissertation, I used to, sometimes I used to play that for fucking hours. Yeah. And what's the one where you've got to press the buttons to make the guy run? That's uh, that's an athletics game. Yeah, it? yeah. It's but it, athletics one. No, I mean, it's like a flash game where like you've got the certain letters and it's like you, it's really detailed and you have to like move his leg in the right way but it ends up being ridiculous oh that one yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the name of it yeah, but that's yeah, yeah. always fun yeah. I used to play a lot of flash games I always mm. found flash games again there was like a you know a lot of them were simple you'd find like a lot of shit but occasionally you'd find Did a game like that a was really, really addictive yeah, yeah. have you ever played one called Chasm Spasm <laughs> no but I like the name uh, after we finish recording yeah. I'll find it for you it's brilliant <laughs> alright that sounds good <laughs> So that was that was number two. That number was Tetris. Tetris. number one. So uh, number one. Do you want to do your uh, your? Should we do some not- notable exceptions? Notable first? exceptions. Okay. Yeah. Uh, go on. What have you got on yours? Well, on mine, I have um, Flashpoint Fire Rescue. I've never played that. It's amazing. Yeah, it's I, such I've a good it's cooperative good. board game. Um, it's. I know you like Pandemic. Yeah. So it's similar to Pandemic, but on a much smaller scale. So the idea is that your firefighters rescuing people from a burning house and putting out fires yeah and there's um, loads of different maps you know, for, I've got all the expansions for it now <laughs> so you've got all the different maps and there's different expansions where you have different like uh, you have different levels to the building so you have like first floor and second floor and basements and stuff and you have yeah. hazardous materials that explode and it's just a brilliant game so much fun it's uh, cooperative like pandemic so you're working together yeah um Brilliant fun, amazing, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I like co-op games, mm. but sometimes, maybe this is more to do with my personality type than the game, but <laughs> sometimes I feel like I can end up playing them on my own. Yeah. No, even no. if there's other people around the table, you know, like, and I'll, it's not I'll try to do it, but if I'm playing yeah. with people who aren't necessarily as into it, I'm just like, oh, we'll just do that. You know? Yeah, <laughs> no, like, there, yeah. there is that thing, is that you get it a lot with Pandemic and yeah. um, Flashpoint, I imagine if you're playing it with like, certain people where like if there's people that have played it a lot more than others yeah then you take over a bit and say no you should do that do this yeah but I quite, quite like about a, a cooperative game is when you talk it through together everyone that's saying, much more fun like saying, like, Dead of Winter yeah exactly yeah, where yeah. you say like um, you know I think if you do that it'd be good and then I don't know but I think it's sort of the idea of I think that works really well with Pandemic because it feels like you're you know, leaning over the map of the world, like yeah. sort of having a debate about how to say, you know, it's <laughs> you need yeah. the sticks that you just yeah. push <laughs> yeah. around. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's one of my notable exceptions. What about? Um, um, I've got a lot of mini games on mine. So like Hive oh. is one. Oh, I've Hive! Recently, yeah, Hive, Hive is amazing. Really, yeah, yeah, Hive to me feels like a condensed version of chess. Yeah, no, Hive is yeah. chess about a board. Basically, yeah, isn't it, really? the pieces yeah. have different roles and moves. We have to play a game of that at some point. I'm, I'm going to bring it up to Edinburgh with me. Nice. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, Hive is. I love that game. Yeah, it's really, really clever. Yeah, one of my favourites. Very strategic. You really have to think, and it does that. By being very condensed and small and easy, to yeah, it's a great game. Yeah, I've got a few of the expansions for that where it's just different pieces. So you yeah. have the um, the I don't know if you've got it in your one, the Dragonfly. I think it's a Dragonfly or a Mosquito. Yeah. Sorry, a Mosquito. Well, we first. It's a basically oh, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a game. It's hexes that don't have a board, and you have to put the hexes down connected to each other. Um, and then you, the object of the game is to completely surround your opponent's queen bee. Yeah, and then there's different ex- insects in your hives, and each of those has a different, sort different of way, way of moving. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've had like yeah, where well, the mosquito can basically move like any of the pieces that it's touching. That's right. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that can basically copy. You've got um, the ladybird, but I can't remember. What the oh, the ladybird. That isn't that one where oh, I can't remember. That's one of the expansions. Yeah, that is, that's an expansion one, but I can't remember. What it, or um, the the pill bug, which we would call a woodlouse. Again, that's yeah. another expansion one of that because there's a stag beetle that can climb on top of other pieces. Yeah, the woodlouse goes underneath them. Oh, I've not. That's yeah, that's, that, I think one, that was yeah. the newest expansion. Yeah. But then, like the standard pieces, you've got the queen. Obviously, she can only move one space at a time. Stag can only move one, but he can go on top of other pieces. Grasshopper can jump over them. Spider can move three, and the soldier ant can move. Just to move anyone else. there; it can yeah. slide in. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, fantastic game. Yeah, amazing. Um, you got any other on your list? I've got. Um, what did I say? Oh, it's another computer game. Worms. Oh, Worms, my God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's another one I wasted a lot of time on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've downloaded them recently on uh, the PlayStation 3. Yeah. Worms and games. Worms 2 Armageddon. Yeah. Um, and they are brilliant. What about Earthworm Jim? Earthworm Jim's good. Very different game. Very, very different game. <laughs> but like, um, but the amount of times we would play Worms, like a load of us playing Worms together, and it would just be the most fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. It is a good fun game, mm. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, recently, because I really wanted to play the game Tanks. Do you remember Tanks? No, I don't. Where it was similar to Worms, except you wouldn't move around. You could maybe move a little bit and you would tank, and it was all about basically the degree Angle of the shot. Like, and yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, then, yeah. but like Worms was like a step up from that, where you had your little teams of worms that had to move yeah. around and you could blow up the environment and just so much fun. Do you know what I'm going to. This isn't on my list, yeah. but you've added you're one. saying Worms. Yeah. <coughs> like Worms. But I think uh, there's a similar game that I much prefer. Yeah. Lemmings. Lemmings is brilliant. Lemmings. Yeah. I was obsessed with that. No, so I like Lemmings. I on my phone. <laughs> yeah, I really like Lemmings, but I think I prefer Worms. Interesting. Yeah. You like the element of combat. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I like the element of saving furry little creatures. Yeah, but there was something very satisfying about when they all went... Bip, 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 bip. Oh, God. Let's go! <laughs> Setting sound to explode. Yeah, exactly. Do you remember another game that I always uh, really enjoyed? Have you ever played Cannon Fodder? Um, it rings a bell. Well, that was a game where you had basically little army men that you'd go around and you'd sort of click them about and then shoot people, basically. And then, like, <laughs> but like you'd go through the campaign and sort of all the different story bits of the game. Yeah. But you'd genuinely like be quite sad when you lost one of your little men. You'd be yeah. like, yeah, it'd be like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it is sad. It's a sad subject. Yeah. So, another on your. Um, Splendor. You ever played that? Yeah. Love Splendor. Again, yeah, it's quite, good. quite fast-paced two-player game. I've only played it once. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't put it on my list, but I've only played it once. So maybe if I played it more... Yeah, it's I would, one yeah. I, I play a lot. It's one yeah. I, I will play a lot. Um, and then I've got things like Love Letter on there. Really yeah, I've never game. actually played Love Letter. I'll never bring it to Edinburgh. It. It's yeah. really good fun. Oh, I'm re- revealing my I list. didn't see it. Uh, and then I've got uh, my two like 
big box board games that I love are yeah. Firefly, the board game. Oh, yeah. Even though I've not really played it that much, but it's one of those ones that once it's set out, it looks so fucking impressive. And it's really immersive, Firefly. Very immersive, yeah. Like yeah. It, it feels like Firefly. Absolutely. Yeah. And similarly with my other big box mm-hmm. game is War of the Ring, the second yeah. edition, because that just, it is, it is a perfect example of, like, honouring the source material in that that game yeah. is Lord of the Rings in a box. Yeah. It absolutely I've not played it and we need to one we will play that one day. One yeah. like Sunday we'll spend all day playing War of the Ring. Yeah, yeah I'll be well up that. for that. And that, that they're my notable exception. I've got another one more notable exception on. which links into my number one a little bit which is uh, Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl. Which is sort of the Warhammer fantasy American football type game. Yeah. And mainly because it was the first sort of a like you know grown ups game quote yeah. in, in quotes that I ever <laughs> played really and it's the what got me into gaming and yeah just a sort of fond memories of it and it's a bit like dated now but mm. it's still a brilliant game it still plays really well and it's uh, yeah it's far from perfect but for what it does and what it did when you know at the time it's great so this is it's like a fantasy version of American American football, football so it's it? like American yeah. football where you have like orcs and dwarves yeah. and chaos warriors and you know it's basically all the races from the Warhammer fantasy battles but in playing American football basically and, I think yeah. it's a really good idea for him to have done yeah you know, it's like it's very clever and it's, I've not actually played it but it's great it well then like, as I mentioned <coughs> they're doing a new version of it that comes out at the end of the year apparently end of the year that's cool. apparently so yeah, yeah. Well, I'm hoping for Christmas it'll come out for Christmas yeah, that'd be cool. I'll yeah, yeah. ask Father Christmas for it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> under the tree there. yeah um, <laughs> uh, they've changed it apparently it's going to be this. they've not changed the rules at all really it's going to be the last version of the rules They've just upscaled the models a bit, and oh, which, cool. they, which games Workshop do, and yeah. and the the board's bigger to suit the bigger models. Oh, cool! So, I'll apparently. have to have a game of it if you get it for Christmas. Yeah, well, I've I've got the old one knocking about somewhere. I've got the rule book and cool. some of the models in somewhere. I don't know if I've got enough to get a game, but I'm sure we'll find yeah. a way. So that was your last. That was my exception. Most, yeah. So we're down to number one now. Yeah. So what's your number one, Tom? Uh, my number one, mm-hmm. Rob is Dungeons and Dragons yeah. specifically the 5th edition alright oh, yeah. well yeah because yeah. I haven't played many I've played 4th and 5th yeah of those two 5th is vastly superior yeah so I've heard yeah because yeah, it just well first of all Dungeons and Dragons for anybody who doesn't know what the fuck are you doing with your life <laughs> uh, have you never seen Stranger Things <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the original role playing game like yeah. fantasy based role playing game and I just fucking love it and I remember the first time I ever played it, or a, a role-playing game, everything just made sense. Yeah. And it was like, okay, I am in a world where I can do whatever I yeah. want, or at least I can attempt to do it, and then I roll to see <laughs> yeah. if I do do it. You know, it's like that freedom yeah. when you're playing a game. When I played that, I remember I played Skyrim shortly after, mm. and I was like, oh yeah, fantasy, I'm into this now. And Skyrim felt like it was on rails the whole fucking time. Yeah. In compared to what compared to playing an actual right? tabletop role playing yeah. game, like it's so different. Um, it is a revelation. I think when you're like, if you're a certain way inclined, yeah, you're creative into, story, into storytelling and stuff. When you first play a role playing game, it is like a revelation. You're like, wow. Yeah. It was like when I first played Star Wars D6. Yeah. It was like, oh, I can, you know, like you said, I can do whatever I want. And I'm in this recognisable universe that I've loved since I was a kid. Yeah. Um, and you sort of you you like you said you're telling a story. Yeah. Like you and the other people around the table, you're contributing to creating a storyline, a narrative. You know. 
and it's brilliant if you get a good DM that's fantastic because oh, yeah. they will lead you through you know oh I've had yeah like playing uh, role playing games in general like not just D&D I mean I'm not really pl- I've not played 5th edition D&D no. still really want to I know Andrew who listens is wants to play in a game of it and, yeah, yeah we should yeah yeah I'm, I, I've got a friend who would be happy to do yeah we should game. I'd yeah, be well yeah, up yeah. for that um, yeah because uh, I've, yeah, I've played like you know older editions of D anD D or the sort of old school, the, the new old school style games. Played them, but I played a lot of role playing games when I was like younger. Um, and again, you and I know you've done it where you would just play a role playing game for hours and hours and hours. Yeah, I mean, like an average session with the group that I play with them, I mean, is about eight hours long. Yeah, it's like average. It's a working day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's. it's but it never yeah. feels long, does it? Like no. I always think that role playing games just zap time more oh, than God, any they, other. They really game. chew it up. You know, you don't even notice. Yeah. An hour can go by, and you, you, yeah, yeah, you just don't know. You know, and the fact that it's got all these other character building elements where you like you level up and you improve yeah. your character, you, you you pick personality traits. Yeah, like, the character that I play at the moment, I've written his whole backstory, yeah. so I know where he is. I know what his what goals are. Yeah, and how, and then it's figuring out how you fit that in within the world that you're playing. You know, I think incredible. what I like about role playing as well is that you have there's sort of lots of different ways to play it. So yeah. like you, and it can vary from like group to group massively. Like when play it with most people I play role playing games with, it's very um, loose and we joke about a lot and sort of fuck about yeah. and you know we don't take it very seriously. We mean we take it seriously, but we don't. If we're just having fun, we're having fun with it. Yeah. But you might also find people that take it very, very seriously and wouldn't, you know, you've got to do that in character. You can't say, your character wouldn't say that. It's sort of, yeah. It's all about having fun. Yeah, well, you, know, you know, or you yeah. get people where it's very actor-ish and yeah. they'll take the role of their character and speak like their character and they only speak in character. Or you get people where it's like they play it more like a strategy game. Yeah. Where it's all about the combats and spending a whole session doing a combat and working out your percentages. And, you know, it's like, that's what I like about it. It's so open to different types of playing, whereas like a board game or a war game or a computer game, especially with computer games, is just one way of playing, really. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, computer yeah. games are a bit different nowadays, I guess, where you play... But still, you're, you're confined to the set of rules. Though. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, like war games, I suppose you can you build your army lists to play in different ways, but you're still, it's still restricted to a very specific thing. Um Whereas a role-playing game, you can play one... I could, I could play D&D with like your group, yeah, and it'd be totally different to playing D&D with another group. Exa- yeah, yeah, exactly, because you, you really can pick and choose there. You know, like, um, I'm a big fan, fan of combat in D&D, because yeah. it's very open to what you can do with that. You yeah. know? And then, like, that, but I also like the role-playing elements, but then around the table in my playgroup officially what it's called uh, <laughs> you, you can like there are different people that play in different ways so I like the very tactical strategy side of it Yeah, perhaps not as into the role playing my character but I still enjoy that whereas there's yeah. other people who are really fully into like the story of their character yeah. and there's one guy who his, whole, his entire backstory is I'm a sailor and he's just there <laughs> he just wants to have fun and fuck shit up yeah and that's like, great it, it yeah. works together you know it's always fun I always find you always get one person in a role playing group that's sort of yeah, <laughs> like well, that, yeah. But it, I like having people like that that are a bit unpredictable yeah because sometimes it can if the group sort of got analysis paralysis there's that one character who will just, just like, go oh I keep the door gonna, down yeah, yeah. you know like and try to push things things forward in that way yeah I've, I've, I've thought of another notable exception talking about role playing games and probably yeah. the most fun I've ever had playing a role playing game is Slasher Flick Ah, which yeah, is I think I've it before yeah. where it is a um, basically a role playing game of like 80s like Friday the 13th Halloween sort of slasher movies yeah. um, and they're like you design it as like a one off 
game basically so it's like a film um so like you'd have like each player would have like a couple of characters yeah one which is basically going to die yeah all your characters are going to die at some point there'll be one left it has to be a girl you got to have the final girl and you get rewarded in game for doing um like genre specific things so you know if your character runs upstairs like yeah. you know or like goes and investigates the, the strange noise outside in the dark like for doing genre specific things you get rewarded in game and you get extra dice to roll and things and I like elements like that that reward yeah. you for playing the game in, in, yeah, yeah. in a correct way yeah. you know yeah um, and it is the, again if you play it with I've played it in groups of people who are proper horror nerds and love those sort of films and it, it it's brilliant because you can reference the stuff that you you know like you you have references to these obscure eighties slasher movies. Yeah. And also played it in groups of people who don't aren't into horror movies, but you know the sort of you know the yeah, you know the, you tropes. Know the tropes yeah, of slasher yeah. movies. Um, and it's always been really fun, like it coming and up I with creative yeah, ways yeah, yeah. of. And again, you can play it where like it says in the book, like if you're playing with a group that are particularly squeamish, like don't do the full on gore you can do it like yeah you, know, you can do it other ways yeah. I, I normally run it where it's like a full on disgusting gore, gore, gore fest yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember I played a game once where um, it ended up with a character getting their like their legs like smashed or something or like their legs cut and they were walking on their hands oh my god <laughs> running trying to run away from the killer on their hands <laughs> like, yeah. things like that um, yeah. oh you're such a lovely man I know I know <laughs> D&D sort of does that where it rewards you for stuff like there's inspiration in 5th alright where if the DM thinks you've done something that is very in the style of your character yeah. or maybe say there was an opportunity to like massively metagame and yeah, you yeah. chose not to do that and act in character then the DM can award inspiration that's good yeah I think it's always yeah. good in a role playing game to reward well just reward how, how the DM wants to play it yeah really. exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, shall I just go to my number one what was I going to no, you got I feel like I had one more point. <laughs> oh, have you ever played Dread? No, but I've got the rule book upstairs. I'd love to play that. Where you use yeah. a Jenga tower, a horror yeah. game where you use a Jenga tower as a dice. That's the only oh, thing you've I'll, got. Yeah, 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 I'll run a game for of that. Oh, awesome. I've got yeah, the yeah. book upstairs. I printed it all off. So it's like, yeah. rather than because in D and D and other role playing games, you roll dice, dice to decide. Yeah, yeah. With Dread, like um, any, you can do anything you want, but any time you try and do something your character's not skilled in. You have to pull a brick yeah. from the Jenga tower, which adds that tension. And, and like... if the Jenga tower collapses, a character dies. Yeah. No, or leaves the game. Very cool. Yeah, no, it looks brilliant. Um, yeah, brilliant idea. Really good way of building tension. Like, really good way of building horror. Whereas Slasher Flick, it's, you know, more about... You've got tense moments in there, but it's more about gore and silliness yeah, and a bit exactly. lightweight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas that, you, it would add, like, quite, like proper tension doing a Jenga exactly. tower like yeah and it kind of works doesn't it because at the beginning of the film game the, there'll be less tension yeah. than the further through you get and also it. when someone dies you have that build up then death and then there's it starts, it starts again, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's perfect really yes yeah, really seems thematic yeah I'll run a game of dread at some point yeah your number one. My number I one. I know what it is, but I've guessed. But go anyway. You've guessed. Well, yeah. I've, I've sort of I've alluded to it. Away. Yeah, yeah. Is a uh, dreadball. Yeah. Because it's the reason that's my number one is because it got me back into miniatures gaming. Yeah. Uh, I was into it a little, little bit and sort of I mean into it a lot when I was at school. Then got really into role playing and then didn't play any games for a bit and then yeah. got back into miniatures gaming. I buy a few miniatures now and then or I play board games a lot, but then. Um, Dreadball. I was well. How I f- discovered it was I was. Um, I thought I'm going to design a board game like a like the old speedball game, like a sports game. Yeah. And I looked for miniatures to use just to, to design this game, 
and I found Dreadball was on Kickstarter. And I was oh, like, right. oh, that looks doesn't look very good, but the miniatures are quite nice. But no, yeah. it probably doesn't look like a very good game. Um, <laughs> and then I thought, well, I'll get some of the miniatures maybe to use for the my little thing. And I never did. But then I watched a video of people playing it. I might have been on Beasts of War or something. Yeah. Or some one of the and I was like, oh, that actually looks brilliant, like, amazing. Yeah. Um. So I bought it, bought the box game, and haven't looked back since. I got obsessed with it. It is like, it's just a perfect little game. They're doing a new edition of it. It's on Kickstarter yeah. at the minute. Um. But it's just fantastic. It's um like Blood Bowl stripped down. Like we we're saying about Star Realms being. Like, like Magic the Gathering, person. yeah, like a yeah, Magic yeah. the Gathering of all the shit it's taken out. Yeah. That's sort of like what Dreadball is to Blood Bowl. They've sort of mantic the people that make it. They sort yeah. of have a history of doing that, don't they? You know, they're very good at that. <laughs> yeah. Think, you know. Yeah, like well, with um, again, it was a toss up between Dreadball and Dead Zone, Dead Zone which yeah. is their sort of skirmish game, which we played quite a bit. Um, and that game again, it's like a miniature skirmish game mixed with a board game. Just stripped down to be something really slick and streamlined yeah. that you can play in an hour. Whereas Necromunda, my like number five, that would take you quite a while to play. It was quite in depth. Yeah. Comparatively, like at the time it was quite fast paced, but comparatively to like something like Dead Zone, it it would take you quite like yeah. most of like an afternoon to play yeah, a full like game of it really. Dead Zone we can get like a few games in, in an evening, can't yeah, we? Well, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. we've done like three games yeah. in an evening before of Dead Zone. Definitely. And they don't feel like lesser game do you know what I mean no, it feels no, like a, a full strategy yeah. game but yeah Dreadball is sort of like that but even more condensed really and more of a board game and it's brilliant fast paced fun I don't think I've ever played a game of it where I've not like it's not been down to like the last yeah. dice roll who it's wins it's nice when they build that in you know Yeah, I've played one game of that with yeah. you and liked it a lot yeah yeah, I love it and I, I think I have a good feeling that the new edition will be good they'll make it better I think Judging on what they did to Dead Zone in the second edition, I think it's going to be good. Yeah. yeah. No, Dreadball's amazing. I think that's a really good starting point. But they've changed the starting point a bit as well now where the miniatures become ready-built. Oh, or okay. one-piece, ready-made miniatures. Which is good because it's quite... Again, with the, that first edition, apparently they were getting emails from board game people saying, oh, I've got my miniatures and they're broken. Oh, right. Because, you know, <laughs> board game people... They're not used to You're that. not used... If you're yeah. a board gamer, you're not used to having to build models. If you're a war gamer, that's a, that, that's a given, but... It's a given. But So they're all the newer teams and the ones in the new box are already built, basically. You can play them straight out of the box. That's a cool thing for them to do. I think yeah. that's going to make it... I think a lot more people would buy that. Yeah, it gets rid of a big, put, a, a big yeah. um, like a barrier to entry has got Definitely. rid of them, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah, people who would never think of playing a miniatures game would play Dreadball. Yeah. I think Dreadball is just an excellent board game. Cool. I yeah. look forward to trying the second edition. Yeah, so am I. Um, yeah. Still, <laughs> I think there's a few, I think there's like six days left of the Kickstarter and I'm still, I'm an R-ing. I oh, can't man. really afford it, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. How much yeah. is it? Well, they've got two pledge levels. There's the one where you can get the new rule book and the cards and stuff. Okay. Which is like f- uh, $40 or something, which is like 20-something 20, quid. 28, 35 yeah. quid, yeah. And then you've got the main one where you get like the main box game, the new second edition box game with the two new teams, and I think you get some more teams and extra miniatures and more things. So. Yeah. And that's like 70, 70 quid or something, I think. But for a big box game, yeah. Quite a lot. Well, yeah. I think it will be cheaper when it comes out to buy oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. because it will just be the base set. Yeah. I'm sure you'll get it eventually, man. I definitely will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Top five done. That's good. Yeah. Um, any games that you 
I haven't played, but you really want to. Oh, loads. Um, I really want to play um, that War of the Ring that you've been talking about. Yeah, we'll definitely get on that. Yeah. Um. Oh man. Well, I played actually. I've played my. I've really wanted to play, but I played it recently. Played it at the weekend. Just a few couple of games of it was Nitwit. Oh, I thought um, you were going to say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my, yeah. What's it like? uh, my girlfriend bought it. Um. It's really good, yeah. We, yeah. we played it just us two. I think it would be a game that works best with more people. Yeah. We played it a bit wrong after we played a few games. We realised we did the setup a bit wrong. But oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's like a. It's it's weird to think that it's made by Matt Leacock, who is who did Pandemic and stuff. Thunderbird. Yeah, which yeah. Is, those games are quite uh, um, intense. Yeah, they're quite intense. Whereas it's quite a bit more of a light sort of fun game. It's like the a idea. word game. Yeah. It? So the yeah. idea is you basically make sort of Venn diagrams using like string and little spools and you have words attached to the string and you've just got to make like you've got to come, come up with the words that are, or sentences that are sort of related to these words on the string so you might have like wet living and quirky yeah or something and you've got to come up with so, something that comes up with that soaking Weird Al Yankovic at the bottom of the sea. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. he's basically he's based the idea on Venn diagrams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, very good. I've played that. I'm trying to make, there's always stuff I want to play. I want to play the new edition of War Machine and Hordes. Oh, cool. Yeah, which is like a miniatures game. They've just done a new edition of that. That's good. And they've done some nice starter boxes that are quite a nice buy-in. I think they're about 25 quid. Mm. And you get enough for like a decent small army in there. And they're all coloured plastic, so you can get them in the box. They clip together. You don't have to stick them together. They clip together. I do like that. And you can, it's coloured plastic, yeah. so you can just play it straight out of the box. Yeah. And you get the rule, like a, a mini rule book. All the stat cards for the models you get in the box. You get a play mat, one little bit of like card scenery you set up, and dice and everything you need to play basically. See, I think I think they make games much more accessible when they do things like that, yeah. like uh, Imperial Assault. Yeah, there's no assembly required with that. You just yeah. take it out of the box and start playing with it, you know. And then if you want to paint them, you can. But yeah, you don't, but you have, don't to. have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anything you got on your? Uh, I want to. Play I this? really want to play Twilight Struggle. Oh yeah, I've never played Twilight Struggle. Well, it's a bit of a yeah. classic, isn't it? Yeah, it's I'd a, love to play that. Sort of a board game version of the Cold War. But yeah. I've watched a lot of playthroughs and reviews, and it looks like it's properly, really seriously thought about. Yeah, yeah. Know? I want to play that. I know that's going to be a big, big game. Though, yeah, take yeah. a few hours to get through. On a smaller side, I, I want to play Tiny Epic Kingdoms. Have you oh heard yeah, of I've that? heard that's good. I've heard I do lots of. There's Tiny Epic Galaxy, yeah, which is apparently yeah. a good one. Ti- I think mean, they've just released Tiny Epic Western. Oh, yeah. that sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. The Tiny Epic Kingdoms. Yeah, there's loads of Tiny Epic games. That's like a good, distilled yeah. version of a sort of um, strategy sort of map yeah, yeah. resource management game, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 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 Cool. So there we go. Awesome. Top five games. Done. Yeah. If you were sitting at home wondering, I wonder what Rob and Tom's top five games are. Yeah. Now, now you, you know. know. Now you know. Carl. <laughs> oh yeah thank you for listening um let us give us go give us i've never i'll say this but give us a re- if you listen to us on itunes and stuff yeah give us a review and a rating and stuff yeah. um that'd be really good and share us about to your friends if you like the podcast share it about if you listen to it on um whatever platform you do just leave a little message and yeah. send us some stuff on twitter which is at two brains pod that sounds familiar. Yeah, and if you search the um, on Facebook for the Memory Two Brains podcast, find us on there. Yeah, find us. Come on. Yeah, get in touch. And get in touch and chat to us and let Comment, us know your top like, five games. Share. Yeah, do um, it. And if you're like not into board games or war games and things, let us know if you've seen something and you think oh, that looks really good. Let us know and I'll yeah. give you some like you know I'll let you I'll chat to you about gaming and stuff and so Tom. Probably. 
Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do a Kickstarter soon for our uh, our fan movie that we're making. And one of the prizes is going to be if you donate $100, you're going to get to go kickboxing in the woods with the two of us. So yeah. Keep an eye out for that. <coughs> Not going to happen. No. All right. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.